Welcome to the Houseman Financial Podcast. I'm Trudy Houseman. This podcast was created to help our clients and their families answer confusing money questions simply. We know smart families talk about money. Today, we're going to hear from one of our incredible advisors, John. Thanks, Trudy. As we all know, inflation is here. You see it at the grocery store, gas station, dining out, rent, and rising house prices. You might be feeling it now because your dollar's not going as far as it used to. Today, we're going to dive into the topic of inflation and why it's happening. We will discuss three types of inflationary pressures we're currently seeing. Supply chain disruptions, energy inflation, and monetary inflation. Inflation is the decline of the purchasing power of a currency over time. This loss of purchasing power can lead to a substantial increase in prices across many sectors. According to the U.S. Bureau and Labor Statistics, over the past 12 months, as of the end of May 2022, there has been an 8.6% increase in consumer price index, which is a market basket of consumer goods and services, a 10.1% increase in food costs, and a whopping 34.6% increase in energy costs. The first type of inflation we're going to talk about today is supply chain disruptions. By now, We've all experienced supply chain disruptions ranging from computer chips to masks to toilet paper. In the past few decades, the world has moved to a more globalized economy where we rely heavily on products and supplies manufactured from around the world. So even if something is built in the United States, final assembly of a product might be delayed waiting for a part in some other part of the world. For example, according to CNBC in August, 2021, Ford had to cut production of the F-150 pickup truck due to a shortage of semiconductor chips. This reduction in new car and truck manufacturing affected the prices of these vehicles, as well as the prices of used cars. In some cases, used cars were selling for the price of new cars due to the lack of supply. Manufacturing out of China has seen many disruptions. China has implemented what is called a zero-COVID policy. This is where if there was an outbreak of COVID in one of their manufacturing plants, they would really shut down or restrict manufacturing considerably. Lately, they've been moving to a modified zero COVID policy, which is helping. I have a firsthand story from my brother, who's a radiologist out of Colorado, about shortages and how it impacted healthcare. As a radiologist, he does MRIs and CAT scans and reads these films. And he was telling me a couple months ago, that there is a shortage of CAT scan contrast. This is the, the media that is injected in somebody's veins to help produce the images that the radiologists need to read. And this reduction in manufacturing forced doctors across the country in different hospital systems to try to limit how much contrast they could use in patients. Apparently, things are starting to improve now because my brother doesn't mention this anymore. He says things are starting to move back to normal. So slowly over time, supply chains will move back to normal and help reduce some of these inflationary pressures. Next, let's talk about energy inflation. High energy prices have been another contributor to inflation as the economy rebounds from the COVID crisis. In early 2020, we saw a sharp drop in manufacturing, dining, driving, travel. Something that was interesting for myself was at that time, we were looking at colleges for my son, Noah, and we were able to book a one-way airfare from Los Angeles to Texas for $27. 
it technically costs me more money to park my car at the airport than to board the plane and fly to Texas. Today, that one-way cost is about $250. Lately, we've seen a significant rebound in manufacturing, driving, travel, as we've seen the economy move out of this COVID crisis. This has led to a significant demand for increase in energy. In addition, the Russia-Ukraine war has contributed to price and energy instability. As prices increase, we don't just see it at the pump only. We are seeing it in food prices as they increase due to the fact that they need to transport these goods from point A to point B. In addition, the world is trying to move to more sources of green renewable energy, but this transition is going to take time. I visualize this transition much like an off-ramp and an on-ramp. We are currently on the off-ramp of fossil fuel, trying to merge to the on-ramp of renewable energy. While this transition is very long, it can be bumpy. We also need to make sure that we continue to pursue investment in these new sources of energy, but we still need to invest in fossil fuel. As inflation persists, the amount of capital available to pursue these new renewable sources of energy become constrained. Hopefully, we can begin to see prices moderate and encourage more investment. More investment will lead to additional supply of energy. Additional supply of energy will lead to lower prices as we pay for energy and help smooth things out. Lastly, let's talk about monetary inflation. To get a better understanding of monetary inflation, I want to use an example. It is an exaggerated example, but I think it will illustrate the point. So let's imagine the state of California offered a new program where they mailed every homeowner a $20,000 voucher to transition their front lawn to artificial turf. Now, all of a sudden, every homeowner has $20,000 to spend on artificial turf. What do you think would happen to the price of turf if this were to happen? Well, clearly, it would go up. And most likely, it would go up quite a bit. Because you now have an abundance of capital chasing a finite amount of turf and turf installers. So the prices go up substantially. I use this example because I think it helps illustrate the point as to some of the unintended consequences of stimulus that were used through the COVID crisis. According to the Washington Post, the U.S. government spent at least $5.2 trillion to combat the COVID crisis. When you inject $5.2 trillion into the economy, this money is now chasing a finite amount of goods and services. Take a look at home prices over the past year. Nationally, home prices have increased by about 20%. These home prices did not increase due to energy inflation. They did not increase due to supply chain disruption. They increased because an abundance of money was put in the system in a low interest rate environment. We can all debate whether or not the money was appropriately spent, but it's, at least it's important to understand that there are unintended consequences of stimulus. Currently, the Federal Reserve is working to try to tame inflation. They have been increasing interest rates and tightening monetary conditions to pursue this objective. It will take time. So what can we do in the period of inflation? This is probably a good time for every household to reevaluate their budget and find better ways to navigate inflation. Inflation is personal for every person and every household. Some households might be better insulated from inflation. Some might be able to find some ways to reduce some of the expenses that they have to better navigate this. Hopefully, we will start to see inflation moderate in the near future and start to relieve some of these pressures. 
As always, you can be confident that we will continue to monitor economic conditions and let you know if there's anything we need to change or address. Most importantly, don't let today's headlines distract you from tomorrow's goals. If you have any questions or concerns, we're always available to talk. Thanks for tuning in. Be sure to hit subscribe and we'll see you next week. Oh, 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 oh,